Welcome to Not So Minnesota So Nice Podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Jen. Today we are on episode 35. Mm-hmm. Stand by me and Karate Kid. Yeah. We are doing two episodes tonight. We already recorded our last episode. Uh, but this is another great episode for our 80s movie battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did switch them around just a little bit because these movies sort of kind of go better together. Right. Together. The whole coming of age thing. Yeah. Um, both seemingly boyish coming of age movies, but they both offer something for everyone if you really dive in deep. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Stand By Me is obviously one of those movies that's really Really focuses on kind of that that brotherhood aspect, which is why it's okay. so great for like that boyish coming of age type movie. Um, but it's also great for anyone who has a heart, really. Right. Yes, oh, it's, it's such a great movie. It's a tough movie. Like I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and admit to you guys, <clears throat> when this one won, I was just like, no, <laughs> I can't. Because the last time I watched this movie, I cried so Aww. unbelievably hard, like sobbed. When I first watched the movie, I was probably, what, like 12, 13, and didn't watch like all of it to its entirety. But then watching it again as an adult, and I had a kid, and it's just You're like, hard. Yeah. I know. I also forgot how funny some of some of it is where like oh, we yeah. just rewatched the leeches scene so <laughs> to all of our male listeners wow <laughs> i can't even imagine like i couldn't imagine watching this movie with the leeches in the part where <laughs> he's just like looks at he's like oh um, shit <laughs> oh and then the uh nope <laughs> he pulls his hand out and it's got blood on it i'm just like nope nope nope, nope. poor guys i'm gonna nope right out of there nope 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 <laughs> This is also another movie that has so many big names. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, so many. Yeah. Well, you got the fucking facts, so... All right, I'll get the fucking facts out of the way. (laughs) All right, so Stand By Me, a coming-of-age film. Release date August 8th, 1986. Runtime, 89 minutes. Budget, 8 million. Box office, 52.3 million. Written by Bruce A. Evans and Raymond Gideon. I should say, not written by, but uh, screenplay by. Um, Directed by Rob Reiner. Production company was Act 3 Productions, distributors Columbia Pictures, starring Will Wheaton, River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, and Jerry O'Connell. And Kiefer Sutherland, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of other big names, but those are the ones that they have listed as starring. Yes. Those um. are our, our main <laughs> band of... Band of brothers. Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize that this is... Stephen King. Oh, right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> based on Stephen King's book, The Body, which is a great a great story, uh, you guys have to read it. Yeah, a Stephen good. King novella in which a writer reminisces about the formative 48 hours he spent with his best friend searching for a dead body. Mm-hmm. And it became a film. It became a film. And um, I actually have a really cool piece of, piece of info. Um, so Reiner recalled in an interview with uh, Gene Siskel, that during the a private early screening of the film, King excused himself for 15 minutes to compose himself. Then he later returned to remark, that's the best film ever made out of anything I've written, which isn't saying much, but you've really captured my story. It is autobiographical. It's so beautiful. It's, I love that you found that. I know, me too, right? It's so cool. Like knowing, okay, listeners, if you've listened to many of our other 
episodes, you know, not just our author episodes, but it's talking about lots of geeky things. You know how much respect that we have for Stephen King. So yes. when this one won, I was just so excited to like see Jen be able to like geek out <laughs> a little bit about it. <laughs> Definitely. I love this movie. I remember my mom introducing it to me. I, I was probably too young to actually watch it, which happened a lot, but <laughs> same. <laughs> I remember, right. <laughs> I remember how much I fell in love with the story that like camar- camaraderie and mm-hmm. like the the whole like adventure thing like I remember getting my friends together and we were gonna go on an adventure into the woods by our house and like all this stuff we didn't have a dead body to go see but the only movie that you know that I feel like us girls had is actually a 90s movie so we're gonna talk about it during our 90s movies whatever um is now and then now and then it was you know like the four girlfriends who have adventures that they're going on or whatever but it was really I mean obviously I had girlfriends because I had Mm -hmm. like later I should say but when I was younger all I had were guy friends yeah and my sister yeah yeah, I had a bunch of guy friends too like in the neighborhood it was like all the boys and me so we did play a lot of the you know the harder boyish games and you know going and playing with toads and crickets and field mice and right we fed them moths that we caught. It was fun. I remember they loved that little pond that was in front of my dad's house. That oh, little yeah. like makeshift, makeshift one that just one. got gross because the filter broke and they just loved it. It was just yeah. slimy and disgusting. And I'm like, yeah, fuckers, build your house. I don't care. <laughs> Eat all the bugs. Yes, please do. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's such a great movie. And um, But yeah, no. All right. You have, we have more fun facts. Oh, Let's yes. The fun facts. Some of them are questionably fun facts. Um, when you have this group of gentlemen and you know how much the the 80s and these child actors were affected by the 80s and Hollywood in the 80s right you know there's going to be some a little bit darker side to these like long hours and everything um one of the ones being that Feldman was drinking alcohol and smoking pot um, <laughs> he smoked pot the first time during filming right. of this movie. Um, River Phoenix actually lost his virginity during, during filming. Uh, Rainer remembered that Phoenix came into work one day with this big smile on his face after spending the night with the family friend. Oof. <laughs> um, Whedon actually fixed the games in the hotel so they could play for free. Nice. Just, like, makes me love Will Wheaton that much more. <laughs> like, that just seems like something he would you do. You go, Will Wheaton. <laughs> um, another one was that Rainer had to actually yell at O'Connell and Wheaton, so they looked scared enough. Okay. Um, that's, like, one thing that you don't always think about with child actors is getting them to really be able to show emotions, like, oh, yeah. on command. Like, you know, of course there's the kids that can cry on command, but then there's ones that aren't. So... Um, I think it was actually on Just So You Know, they were talking about how, you know, in the early days of filming, they would bring, like, a puppy in and let the kid play with the puppy and then take the puppy away. So they would start to cry. And then they'd get the shot. And then they'd bring the puppy back in and be like, oh, it's okay. It's right here. Yeah, right. (laughs) You asshole. That's terrible. (laughs) But it worked. And the parents are like, sure. Traumatize my kid. That's That's fine. The puppy came back, you know. It's all good. It's all good. But speaking of traumatizing the kids... Um, on mentalfloss.com, I found the 16 nostalgic facts about Stand By Me, and it's talking about Phoenix having a, having trouble turning off his emotions. Yeah. Um, 
basically it was talking about Phoenix not being able to, to stop crying during during some of the the really emotional the right. scenes and how Rainer had to like hug him just to get him to stop the tears. Yeah. And he had said that if he didn't have his family to go home to, he would have needed to see a psychologist and yeah. as we know from his tragic life and passing and everything, you know, he probably should have seen one anyways. Probably. <clears throat> it's one of those terrible yeah. dark sides. Um, the actors didn't see the dead body until the characters did. Okay, yeah, so provoking um, that genuine reaction. Yes, because like... we were just talking about that, I think, in the last, our last episode, or two episodes ago now, um about that kind of method acting or right, whatever. Yeah. And like, what's better to a bunch of like teenage boys, like they get to come out and see this obviously fake dead body, but still, but still like it looks so real. <gasps> oh and, like, they, they know they have to be in character and right. just that, that had to have been pretty cool. Oh, <clears throat> that was, that's just, ugh. Well, it's hard at being like a kid's body too. Right. Like yeah. That, that would make it harder. Yeah. For, especially for kids. Like even that, um, your imagination runs wild with it, even if it doesn't look real. Yeah. Um, one of the things was Jerry O'Connell was actually frightened of Kiefer Sutherland. I know about it. Right, because he was like you know this older, rough-looking like. He fit the the that role of Ace so well. Yes, he really did. Um, O'Connell got so high that production had to be shut down for at least a day. Oh, <laughs> there was some, there was some weed going on. <laughs> um, and it goes on again to talk about how Phoenix was a total wreck by the end of filming. Um, and that's the one that was talking about how he would need to go see a psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, um, that's one of those things that, that we don't really think of whenever we watch these movies that are such grown up topics that have these kids yeah. is yeah they know that it's a movie and that it's acting or whatever but some of these things still have lasting effects oh, yeah. on them and I mean look at um, the Joker oh Keith no can't think of his name Heath Ledger okay I was like Keith, which Joker there's Keith, a lot of those I know. <laughs> Heath Ledger um, yes okay the, the dramatic impact that playing that role had on his mental state of being right well um, he had to go to really dark places to play that character yeah absolutely and if we think about these movies that were made back in the 80s before they really had a, a really good grasp on mental health and yeah. uh trauma and lasting effects of trauma and even how much like play therapy and kids therapy has progressed yeah, since, then, since then that I'm hoping at least child actors now are getting at least a little bit better guidance. Sorry. I was part of a study when I was, when I was tiny. Well, I should say like one, two or something like that. Yeah. Where, um, I was part of early trials for play therapy and how different things they were trying affected the emotions they could pull out of me, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I found this cool. out from my parents that I, I literally had testing done on me as a child. I love that. It was a fun moment. <laughs> right? I don't remember any of it, obviously, but... I know I had some sort of testing done, but I went to play therapy as a kid, right. you know, yeah. thanks to my fun life. Um, well, <laughs> I did all, like, right. the, the ink blot tests and all Ugh. of that. Rorschach? Rorschach, yeah. Mm. It's fun. It's really fun fucking with your therapist. And That's not a good idea all the time, though. That... I see Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it was a terrible child. You weren't terrible. You kidding. were just, you know, terrible. Terrible. 
We were we were delinquents. We started at a young age. <laughs> <laughs> we were wonderful. <laughs> what are you talk about it? I was always the best. I was a mom. Uh, uh, one of my one of my best friends. On <laughs> one of my best friends at New Year's actually was talking about. Um, we were we all were reminiscing about being teens all together and everything, and it was awesome to get to hang out with these people that I love mm. and you know whatever. Yeah. And he we're all drunk, but he turns to me. He's like, and you. You're always the mama bear. <laughs> and I was like, that's adorable. He's like, yeah, so no one true. messes with you because you'll kill us. So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. okay. No. There's <laughs> many of too. nights where you would grab grab my hand and you'd draw our little star on it. And you're like, don't fuck it up, Jess. Like, don't fuck it up. <laughs> yep. You're right. You're right. Keep we, it in your pants, Jess. I know. And then Katie reminding me to wear underwear when I'm wearing a skirt. <laughs> Just like, oh, honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> so sorry. That was so loud. Which is why there's not a movie made of our child. <laughs> it would be a good movie. It would be. I mean, no, okay, it would be a bad movie, but. If we could ever find that, bad movie. that one journal again. Oh, my God. I need if to we could make it. a movie off of that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, rating system. Rating system. We didn't say that much about the movie. We have some fun facts, though. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, I mean, that's good. We 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 reminisced a little. I refuse but... to watch this movie again because it's so sad. Aww. I'll watch it again, but I don't know. Let's get drunk first. All right, let's get drunk first. Okay, and watch it. That's cool. What do you give it for nostalgia? The nostalgia factor. Fact factor. 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 I'd have to say. Factor. I'm gonna actually say like a nine because. Oh, I love watching that. that again. I it was it was like being sucked and even though it takes place in like the fifties, like it's an eighties yeah. movie, but it takes place way before. Yeah. But that did it brought up all this childhood stuff about mm-hmm. camaraderie and everything. So yeah. yeah, definitely a nine. Soundtrack. Soundtrack was. I didn't have any notes for that, did I? No. <laughs> We're gonna go, Jen. Just wing it. Just wing it. Um, I'm pretty wing sure it. there are some really good songs on there, actually. Of course. So I'm gonna go ahead and say seven. <laughs> and I'm gonna be totally wrong now. I'm gonna have to look it up and be like, wait a second. Um, but I, I, I remember there being, like, some good older movies and or good older oh, songs. Oh yeah, in you there. did look it up. It was like Yakety Yak, yeah, Great Balls of Fire, yep. Great Balls, of Fire. Get a Job. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So based on that, that shows us the time period it was supposed to be. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, replayability, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say a 10. I love that movie, and I will watch it and watch it and watch it until it dies. It was a 7 for the soundtrack? 7, yep. Okay. And then for overall 80s-ness, I'm, i got to say like a 4 because, because it's based it's in set, the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not that 80s. But you the get those 80s that actors it. that yeah. we all love. Yep. But you don't get that kind like, of 80s nostalgia. Campiness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... For nostalgia, um, I'm going to go eight. eight. Soundtrack, I'm going to go eight. Replay, ten. Even though I refuse to watch it again, but it's such a great movie that you should watch it's it so well again done. and again. Um, overall, 80s, uh, four. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> All right. All right. So now on to the Karate Kid. Uh, this one got 116 votes. Yeah. Uh, I should have looked what the other ones got, but this one in particular, there was a lot of back and forth. Um, and Drew Tharaldson, <laughs> I hope I said it right. Um, he wins with the best comment because uh, he posted a, a GIF 
And since it was against Dirty Dancing, the quote says, you can't dance if you can't stand, sweep the leg, Johnny. Um, <laughs> which is funny because uh, Patrick Swayze's name in Dirty Dancing, it's Johnny. It's Johnny. <laughs> yep. But yeah, lots of people were really excited about Karate Kid winning. And I understand because this is one of those movies that feels very nostalgic oh, to gosh, me. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, when you when we get to the budget box office, yeah. <laughs> well, do you should we okay. start with our fucking facts? Let's go with those. All right. So, Karate Kid is a martial arts drama. Obviously, there's still some com- comedic value, like tons of it, in there too, and everything. But that's what it's technically called. Um, release date was June twenty second, nineteen eighty four. The movie's older than both of us. That's awesome. <laughs> Runtime one hundred twenty seven minutes. Budget was eight million. Box office was ninety one million in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, that's insane. Almost a hundred million. That's in, that is that's crazy. Beloved, right? Written by Robert Mark Kemen, directed by John G. John G. Evildson. I think I actually said that right. <laughs> yeah. Production company was Delphi Two Productions, distributor Columbia Pictures, uh, starring Ralph Macchio. Macchio. I yeah, win. you did it. And Noriyuki Pat Morita. Morita? Mor- I'm sorry. Morita? Mor- Morita? Morita? Yeah, I know, guys. We're horrible at names. <laughs> and it's getting late, too. Yeah, it is. But, yeah, no. Um, Great movie, obviously. I love, like, the little... Yeah, okay. I know, we were talking about the, the sake scene where <laughs> Mr. Miyagi is drunk. And, like, that was my favorite scene as a kid. I thought it was so funny. And then that now as an adult, knowing that he died of alcoholism, it's like, right. no, it's That's not funny. not as funny now. But it was well done. It was very well yes. done. It was good. Um... Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, um, of course, uh, The Moment of Truth, The Survivor. The song was made for the movie. Yes. The eight-minute-long video is all clips of the movie mm-hmm. with the song, which is cool. I thought that was neat. I mean, Survivor obviously has other other songs that are only on soundtracks as well. Mm-hmm. But, like, that that was really neat for me. Like, I was like, eee. Yeah. And besides it being, like, the a total underdog story and, like, all that, I think it was fun. And I remember watching it and immediately going, I need to be in karate now. Just saying. Like, you know, everybody. It's so funny, too, because um, we were talking about Ralph, Ralph Macchio and how I was talking about he he's on Ugly Betty. Right. And then I started thinking about how one of the characters from Ugly Betty was also on How I Met Your Mother. And I was like, oh, my God, wait, he was on How I Met Your Mother as well, <laughs> playing, himself playing himself Ralph Macchio <laughs> because Barney had a Karate Kid poster and turns out... Can we please out, play that clip? <laughs> I don't think we can okay, because fine. it's only a half hour show. Look it up. <laughs> but um, we will post the clip um, on our Facebook and our Twitter because it's really funny. It's like He... I don't even really want to give it away because it's just so funny. Let's just say that he is not a fan of Ralph Macchio. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. We brought you the Karate Kid. No! <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Um, it's so great. Uh, one of the kind of weird facts was that Charlie Sheen actually turned down the role, the role for Daniel. But he's still in it. But, it's like, how w- weird would that be? That would be very weird. If he was... I mean, Charlie Sheen. 
That's weird. I mean, it was pre-tiger blood, so that's not too weird. I suppose. Um, but a little weird factoid involving DC Comics. Uh, Karate Kid was the name of a character in DC Comics' Legion of Superheroes, who was a member of the Legion. DC Comics, which owned the name, gave special permission for the title to be used. So there's a thank you to DC Comics for allowing the use of the name at the end of the credits. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. I yeah. did not know that. It's always nice to kind of throw in a little bit of uh, right? superhero-ness whenever yeah. you can, I Just, guess. Here you go. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting that they, originally they were going to go with the, the Pat Morita, Morita, um, because they didn't really want Mr. Miyagi to be comedic. Okay. So they were going to go with a different, uh, purely Japanese actor i didn't look that one up but they ended up screen testing him and he was too serious for the role yeah so then pat marina came in and you know did it and was pretty oh he's just amazing legendary at it like i i remember wanting him to be my grandpa right like all this amazing like legend or like and all his like the stories and everything and and how how he did the training with the different like household tasks and everything Mm -hmm. that was so great wax on wax wax off. off yeah and like I still remember it to this day, like the waxing on, the waxing off with like the left hand, the right hand, painting the fence. Yep. <laughs> what was the other one? Sanding. Sanding, <laughs> Sanding the uh, the deck. Oh yeah, that was such great, and and it's so neat too to see how Karate Kid has spanned over the um, generations too. I mean, mm-hmm. there's what three original three and the original Kid, ones, and now they're the one that's. To well, not be talked about. Right. Actually, in one of the articles I was looking up um, at the very end, it's like, people like to say that there was a remake with Will Smith's son, but we refuse to believe that. <laughs> but I right. did see the remake, and it was, it was really well done. It was. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we're not super big fans of remakes either, but that one I, I would say is worth seeing. At least once. Yeah. Yeah, just to be like, yeah, I did see it. And I, you, you can get that comparison going, and, like, you can, I don't know, I... Yeah, you could compare and contrast some stuff. Um, And for the new generation who didn't know the 80s version of Karate Kid, it was a great movie. Yeah, they would have really loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great movie. And not that the the first one isn't, but there's a lot of themes in the first ones that isn't going to carry over to the generations now. Yeah. Like the new one does. Um, I totally forgot Elizabeth Shue was in this movie. Oh my god, really? I love her. (laughs) And this was her first first film. Mm -hmm. She left Harvard to be in this. Um... And then she, like, tried going back to school afterwards, but Hollywood drew her in, so she left school, and then she ended up going back to school, I think, in the late 90s. I think so. So she took some time off. Oh, yeah. Um, but I always thought it was kind of a weird matchup between the two of them. Like, we, we, we can yes. obviously see the pictures. Listeners, I'm sorry, but there's a picture of Elizabeth Shue and Ralph Macchio. Um, he was 22 during the filming, and... So many of these 80s movies, you go back and you can tell they're full-grown adults. Right. But Ralph Macchio, he's always had those youthful looks. Yeah. I mean, that's why he's been able to play such a range of, of characters, yeah. because he looks so young. So he looks like 15, and she looks like a college student. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, like a really oh, weird matchup in the movie for me. Okay. I didn't really believe their love story. It was it was a hard one. I mean, yeah. when I was younger, like way younger, it wasn't as hard to well, believe. Because everyone looked older to us, I right. think, when we were young. Exactly. But now that we're adults, we're like, like nah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of Mrs. That. Robinson thing going on there. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, um, 
Another thing was that Mr. Miyagi's accent in the movie isn't his real accent. No. He's from California. Right. Um, him and his family were put <laughs> into one of the um, the Japanese internment camps during the World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he doesn't have that really thick accent. And so if you like watch the special features, he, uh, yeah. you're just you like, oh, to him talk, wait, like, no. okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that that was always that was cool, yeah. kind of because I mean he he pulled it off. Oh yeah, well, and the stories that he tells that Mr. Miyagi has are similar in some ways to his real stories too. Yeah, his own stories. So well, and I think that it helps with that just having his lines be so broken. Yeah, broken English. It kind of helped with keeping the accent. Like didn't yeah yeah. Um, there was a rumor that uh, Chuck Norris was approached to play the the bad dojo's. Oh, Chuck Norris sensei. couldn't have done that. And well, and supposedly the story was that Chuck Norris was like, "No, I'm not going to shed you know kung fu in a bad light." Um, <laughs> but reps for Chuck Norris said that he was never actually approached. But how cool would that be if he was just like, "No." Can't do that. <laughs> but that's so ignore. But I'm pretty sure he's played like a bad guy. I don't think he ever really has. Maybe. Now we need to look it up. I know. Has Chuck Norris ever played a bad guy? I know. I'm gonna look it up now. Um and of course the uh the crane technique was is not a real move, guys. Like if 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 you are walking down a dark alley and you get approached, do not try to pull out the, the crane kick because uh you'll probably just fall on your drunk ass. Um, but that is actually something that was choreographed or, or made for this movie. Uh, so I mean, that's interesting. I mean, who hasn't done it? What would you find? <laughs> Sorry. Um, obviously, I'm not researching this myself. I looked it up. Okay. But um, the person on Answers.com to the question, how many bad guy roles has, did Chuck Norris portray, said... That he's not a big fan, and he's only seen a couple of his films, but I know that he played a bad guy in Way of the Dragon. I've never seen Way of the Dragon, oh, so now I have to look and find out and figure this out. That sounds like, familiar, what? actually. Um, But that was, yeah, through working on the movie, he met Bruce Lee and really started his movie career. Uh, I think after Way of the Dragon, he became a big enough star that he could play the hero for the rest of his yeah. films. Right, okay. So, But I mean, he does say, I'm not 100% sure of this, but... So... Um. Well, that's interesting. It is interesting. And now I gotta... We're gonna look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Another kind of cool factoid. If you are a movie buff or if you're really into filmmaking and the the sets and whatnot, uh, many of the film's locations are actually still intact and look mostly the same today. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think would be kind of cool to, like, take just, like, an epic road trip to go to some of our favorite movies and see if they're certain. Yeah. Um, Because I know when I was in London, that was one of the cool things, like, seeing different places where Doctor Who had been filmed. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's actually a complete look at the filming locations at itsfilmedthere.com. And there's a Karate Kid site at fast-rewind.com. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, and it was also talking about how, like, his workshop was actually just a parking lot that they just kind of had to throw together for filming. <laughs> um, the car that Mr. Miyagi gives Daniel, he actually got at the end of filming. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, because you hear about all these celebrities who aren't allowed to take any kind Anything of home. personal thing, and, of course, there's so many of them that steal things. One of the 
one of the uh, uh, Cobra Kai guys has the red coat now. Mm. It's his red coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool, too. I don't yeah. remember which one. Was that the main one? The main one. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't think of his name right now. Um, but, yeah. I mean, Johnny was his name in the movie. Well, yeah. But the, the his actor, actual I name. I mean, Barney <laughs> Simpson would be really sad at, at us right now. Oof. Because it was just in the clip that we watched. That's true. <laughs> um... Yeah, so overall, I mean, I really loved this movie. I loved watching it again today. I picked out things that I probably wouldn't have picked out uh, any other time. <laughs> like the grandma from Happy Gilmore Loving is actually it. in the apartment <laughs> complex that Daniel lives in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So this cool. is another one that had a lot of big names if you like just start looking at faces that are playing smaller parts like one of the teachers i kept on looking at her i was like what do i know her from and she was uh brain fart you can't think of it now it's okay yeah passing it um i do know that oh what is it William Zappa, the guy who played William Zapka. Zapka. He was the one who played Johnny. Like, so many people still hate him to this day for sweeping the knee. Right. Like, he has not been able to live it down to the point that his Twitter, like, bio <laughs> it still says came in second place. Oh! <laughs> oh my god. Because you get typecasted in the in these oh, yeah. certain roles, yep, and roles. then you, like, will always play that role. Like, I'm sure... Um, it's taken a lot for all different actors to break out of that. Yeah, like Molly Ringwald, she, for the longest time, was just that 80s sweetheart, and right. she really didn't do a whole lot after the 80s, no. and I think that was probably a lot of it. Yep. And now she's just kind of that sweetheart mom, and whatever she's playing now, so she's like, same character, just, just different. older. Yeah. Different generation. <laughs> yep. Well, that happens, I, I know. And it's amazing, those ties you get to the underdog heroes, or the heroes of the thing, and then the villains always become that, like, that you were always that villain in everyone's mind. It doesn't matter, that was a character you played. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I hate to be like, get over people, because I love villains, so, like, I'm like, yeah, you could be a villain all the time. Not that villain, but just other ones. Yeah. You know? There's definitely certain (laughs) actors that will play a villain so well that it's hard seeing them in other stuff. Like, even seeing David Tennant on Jessica Jones, Mm -hmm. and then trying to watch Doctor Who after that, (laughs) I was like, oh my god, but you're a psychopath. (laughs) And you did it so well. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But, I mean, that just shows to their their immense talent. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. Being able to play the both worlds, then, both sides of... Michael C. Hall? Uh, Dexter. The guy who plays Dexter. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's the bad guy in a, a technical, techno, technological movie. I don't remember what it was now. My mm-hmm. God, my brain is so fried. But seeing him in it as the bad guy, and you're like, wow. Yeah. Okay. And then there's other movies, you know, like a show. There's another show that he's a good, good guy, like not a crazy psychopath or a crazy techno psychopath. And, <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. So, like, he's right. a pretty good range, too. Yeah. But, God, what movie was that? Now it's going to keep me up all night long. Oh, no. I'm going to look. I mean, that's something <laughs> I'll look that, it up. That's I'll, pretty yeah. easy doing IMDb for. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, there's also, for anybody who just loves Karate Kid. 
entirely too much. Um, there's a complete rehearsal of the film on YouTube. Um, I think I'll probably try to post this link somewhere on our websites too, because it's it's pretty interesting seeing them in character and out of character and seeing their process while filming and everything. Mm-hmm. Should we go to pictures, gamer? <laughs> Ratings? Yes, we need to rate things. I'm sorry. Real quick, just in case you never even heard of Karate Kid, coming of age story where a kid's getting bullied whenever he moves across the country. He's from New Jersey and he moves to California. Yeah. So he's getting bullied and he meets this amazing man who teaches him mm. karate and <laughs> excuse me. He faces his bullies and yada yada yada. Yeah, through their karate. Well, it's a specific. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, nostalgia. That's really cool. All right, <clears throat> you're up first. Oh. Um. I'm gonna go eight. Okay. Soundtrack. I'm gonna go seven. Replayability eight. Overall, 80s, 8. Okay. All right. <laughs> nostalgia factor. I think I'm going to agree with you on 8 for nostalgia factor. Cool. There are a lot of parts of that movie that really make me, like, take me back. But mm-hmm. at the same time, because of the sequels, it's really hard to go back Yeah. all the way to the 80s. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. Because yep. my favorite one, I think, honestly, was the third one. Because mm-hmm. that's when I was, like, that age for it. Anyway. Just talk about three ninjas sometimes, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> three ninjas are so awesome. I had such a crush. Okay, moving right. on. Moving on. We'll we'll get back to that. Sound... Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Um, soundtrack. soundtrack. Um, I'm gonna go eight. There's some good music on there. A lot of good workout music. Mm-hmm. And plus, just some good. I love that song. The survival one. montage. And yeah. the, yes, and all the montages and stuff. I I really like that. It was good. Uh, replayability. I'm gonna go with ten. I Excellent. still watch it. I've showed it to I my kids. That. Like, it's, it's great. Um, overall, 80-ness, I'm probably going to go with uh, 9. That was a very common theme. Like, the underdog story and everything in the yeah. 80s. And it, yeah. It was really well done. It really was. I really like it. It's a good movie. Go see it. Go. It'd be <laughs> really fun to add all of tonight's scores up because, Yeah. We're just like getting more and more into eighties, and yeah. but next week is Goonies and Blues Not, Brothers. Yeah, uh, Goonies and Blues Brothers. I'm really that's going to be hard. That's a very interesting transition. But... That is a very interesting transition, but I feel like I'm going to give both those movies tens across the board. I don't know how we're going to do this. <laughs> we're we'll figure it out. We kind of we kind of feel bad. We we actually ended up doing like a build up. I know <laughs> we did, but. I don't know. We started with wah wah, wah say wah. anything. <laughs> Which you guys is currently losing. <laughs> Big surprise. It's all right. Uh, we, we have the scores posted on Twitter and Facebook from, well, we're going to try and release them a little after we release the episode. Yeah. Because we don't want it to be wrecked. But, yep. So listen, and then you get our our scores going but yeah this is this is this is great um we're so, having a lot of fun with this guys uh we 80s movie yes we've loved our 80s movie battle we've got you know one more week uh left of january we're gonna have our, our last battle and then we're gonna go into february which of course is gonna be all lovey-dovey themed 
Mm-hmm. And then there'll be something in between, though, because we've got one episode in, left in January after we're done. No, because uh, the last release. one will post the last Tuesday of January. Will it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. But we're <laughs> going to have to take all this. <laughs> no, we're going to leave it. Uh, we'll be recording February. Because this is the two that we just did. And then that'll be the Goonies and Blues Brothers. We have the 29th still. Yeah, but because this one will. Po- oh. Yeah. So we're going to have to do like a January wrap up or something. Okay. Which well, is fine. And yeah. we could do the beginning part of February because we can get into all the things we're going to do in yeah. February. We'll do housekeeping or something. Yeah, it'll be good. Excellent. Sorry, though, you, we can take that out, right? It's, it's at the end of the Pumpkin episode. Pumpkin spice latte. It is at the end of the episode. <laughs> all right, We fine. love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. Uh, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at NSMNPod. We love interacting with you guys. We definitely want any ideas that you might have for the coming months because each month is going to have a different theme. Mm-hmm. Hashtag 12 months of podcasting. We're excited. But for now, we love you guys. Have a great week and clink, clink.